ball of Philida's back. She wound her arms around him while Cameron leaned down and pressed leisurely kisses to her neck. There was desire in that embrace, unashamed, unmistakable desire. Once, long ago, Ainsley had felt Cameron Mackenzie's desire. She remembered rippling heat softening her body, the point of fire of his kiss. Years had passed, but she still remembered the imprint of his mouth on her lips, on her skin, his hands so skilled. Phyllida melted to Cameron with a hungry noise, and Ainsley rolled her eyes. She knew full well that Mr. Chase was still in the gardens, following the house party on a ramble, the paths lit by paper lanterns under the midnight sky. Ainsley knew this because she'd slipped away from the party as they moved from ballroom to gardens so that she could search Lord Cameron's chamber. They couldn't have let her search in peace, could they? No, the bothersome Phyllida could not stay away from her Mackenzie mail and had dragged him up here for a liaison. Selfish cow. Cameron's coat slid to the floor. The whiskered and shirt beneath outlined muscles hardened by years of riding and training horses. Lord Cameron moved with ease for such a big man, comfortable with his height and strength. He rode with the same grace, the horses under him responding to his slightest touch. Ladies responded to the same touch she had reason to know. The deep scar on his cheekbone made some say that his handsomeness was ruined, but Ainsley disagreed. The scar had never unnerved her, but his tallness had taken Ainsley's breath away when Isabella had introduced her to him six years ago, as had the way his gloved hand swallowed her smaller one. Cameron hadn't looked much interested in an old school friend of his sister-in-law's, but later. Oh, that later. At this moment, Cameron's gaze was reserved for the slim, dark-haired beauty of Phyllida Chase. Ainsley happened to know that Phyllida kept her hair black with the help of a little dye, but Ainsley would never say so. She wouldn't be that petty. If she and Isabella had a good giggle over it, what harm was there in that? Cameron's whisker came off, then his cravat and collar, giving Ainsley a fine view of his bare, damp throat. She looked away, an ache in her chest. She wondered how long she would have to wait before attempting to slip away. Surely once the couple was on the bed they'd be too engrossed in each other to notice her crawling for the door. Ainsley drew a long breath, becoming more unhappy by the minute. When she summoned the nerve to peek back through the drape, Phyllida's bodice was open, revealing a pretty corset over plump curves. Lord Cameron bent to kiss the bosom that welled over the corset cover, and Phyllida groaned in pleasure. The vision came to Ainsley of Lord Cameron pressing his lips to her bosom. She remembered his breath burning her skin, his hands on her back, and his kiss. A deep, warm kiss that had awakened every single desire Ainsley had ever had. She remembered the exact pressure of the kiss, the shape and taste of his mouth, the rough of his fingertips on her skin. She also remembered the icicle in her heart when he'd looked at her and through her the next day. Her own fault. Ainsley had been young and allowed herself to be duped, and she'd compounded the problem by insulting him. Phyllida's hand was under Cameron's kilt now. He moved to let her play, and the plaid inched upward. Cameron's strong thighs came into view, and Ainsley saw with shock that scars marked him from the back of his knees to the curve of his buttocks. They were deep, knotted gashes, old wounds that had long since closed. Good heavens, Ainsley hadn't seen that. She couldn't stop the gasp that escaped her lips. 
Phyllida raised her head. Darling, did you hear something? No. Cameron had a deep voice, the one word gravelly. I'm certain I heard a noise. Would you be a love and check that window? Ainsley froze. Damn the window. It's probably one of the dogs. Darling, please. Her pouting tone was done to perfection. Cameron growled something, and then Ainsley heard his heavy tread. Her heart pounded. There were two windows in the bedchamber, one on either side of his bed. The odds were two to one that Lord Cameron would go to the other window. Even bet, Ainsley's youngest brother, Stephen, would say. Either Cameron would jerk back the curtain and reveal Ainsley sitting there, or he would not. Stephen didn't like even bets. Not enough variables to be interesting, he insisted. That was because Stephen wasn't the one huddled on a window seat.